0: hello listeners and welcome to saturated edge um i see that we have new listeners so you know who you are thank you um Today I'm going to be reading The Ichabog by J.K. Rowling. Um, have fun! Chapter 2, The Ichabog The legend of the Ichabog had been passed down by generations of marshlanders and spread by word of mouth all the way to Chooksville. Nowadays, everybody knew the story. Naturally, as it was with legends, with all legends, it changed a little depending on who was telling it. However, every story agreed that a monster lived in the at the very northernmost tip of the country, in a wide patch of dark and often misty marsh, too dangerous for humans to enter. The monster was said to eat children and sheep. Sometimes it even carried off grown men and women who who strayed too close to the marsh at night. The habits and appearance of the Ichabod changed depending on who was describing it. Some made it snake-like, others dragonish or wolf-like. Some said it roared, others that it hissed, and so others said, It drifted as silently as the mists that descended on the marsh without warning. The Ichabog, they said, had extraordinary powers. It could imitate the human voice to lure travelers into its clutches. If you tried to kill it, it would mend magically or else split into two Ichabogs. It could fly, squirt fire, uh, shoot poison. The Ichabog's powers were as great as the imagination of the teller. Mind you don't leave the garden while I'm working. Parents all over the kingdom would tell their children, or the Ichabog will catch up, will catch you and eat you all up. And throughout the land, boys and girls played at fighting the Ichabog, trying to frighten each other with the tale of the Ichabog. and even if the story became too convincing, had nightmares about the Ichabog. Bert Beamish was one touch a little boy. When a family called the Dovetails came over for dinner one night, Mr. Dovetail entertained everybody with what he claimed was the latest news of the Ichabog. That night, five-year-old Bert woke, sobbing and terrified, from a dream in which the monster's huge white eyes were gleaming at him across a foggy marsh into which he was slowly sinking. "'There, there,' whispered his mother, "'who tiptoed into his room with a candle "'and now rocked him backward and forward in her lap. "'There's no Ichabod, Bertie. "'It's just a silly story.' "'But, but, Mr. Dovetail, "'sheep have gone missing,' hiccups Bert. "'So they have,' said, Miss, said Mrs. Beamish, "'but not because a monster took them. "'Sheep are foolish creatures. "'They wander off and get lost in the marsh.' B- but Mr. Dovetail said p- people disappear too. Only people who are silly enough to stray on to the marsh march at night, said Mrs. Beamish. Hush now, birdie, there's no monster. B- but Mr. Dovetail said p- people heard voices outside their windows, and in the m- morning the- their chickens were gone. Mrs. Beamish couldn't help but laugh. The voices they heard are ordinary thieves, Bertie. Up in the marshlands, they pilfered from one another all the time. It's easier to blame the Ichabod than to admit their neighbors are stealing from them. Stealing? gasped Bert, sitting up in his mother's lap and gazing at her with solemn eyes. Stealing's very naughty, isn't it, Mummy? It's very naughty indeed, said Mrs. Beamish, lifting up Bert, placing him to lifting up Bert, placing him tenderly back into his warm bed, and tucking him in. But luckily, we don't live near those lawless marshlanders. She pulled up her candle and tipped to back toward the bedroom door. Night-night, she whispered from the doorway. She'd normally have added, don't let the Ekeborg bite." which was what parents across Cornucopia said to their children at bedtime, but instead she said, sleep tight. Bert fell asleep and saw no more monsters in his dreams. It so happened that Mr. Dovetail and Mrs. Beamish were great friends. They'd been in the same class at school and had known each other all their lives. When Mr. Dovetail heard that he'd given Bert nightmares, he felt guilty. At as he was the best carpenter in all of Chalksville, uh, he decided to carve the little boy in Ichabod. It had a wide, smiling mouth full of teeth and big clawed feet. And at once, it became Bert's favorite toy. If Bert, or his parents, or the dovetail tails next door, or anybody else in the whole kingdom of Cornucopia, had been told about the ter- terrible troubles that were about to engulf Cornucopia, all because of the myth, of the Ichabog, they'd have laughed. They lived in the happiest kingdom in the world. What harm could the Ichabog do? That's our... Well, no. Um, that's the end of the chapter. So, we hope you liked it. Word time. This... This episode, the word is astronomical. If you say the odds are astronomical, that means they're, like, huge. They're, I don't know, they're too big. It's like, the odds are astronomical. That means it's, like, very, 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 very unlikely that the thing is, that, like, if the odds are astronomical that uh, my dog is going to get a a driver's license or something. Well, he is very smart. He probably could, except he doesn't have the um, digits and stuff. But if the odds were astronomical that my dog would get a driver's license, then the odds would be crazy, like... They'd be insane. Like he couldn't get a driving license. Like well, he could. He's super smart. Um. But yeah. Thanks. This episode was narrated and produced. As always, by me, Gavin Snyder. If you like this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen. Tell a friend about us. Um, Make a poster. Um, Yeah. Well, we're sending a recording. I'm going to put a link to that in the episode notes. Um, Yeah. Okay. Bye.